0: New episodes are added every weekday in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app vision.org.au slash app Vision. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Dr. Michael Yusuf with a few words about the spiritual battles impacting daily life. There is a
1: thin veil. Between our material world, which we see and feel, and the spiritual world. And you know that death is that experience which pierces that veil and takes us to the other side. Because beyond that veil, which we cannot see with our physical eye, there is a constant war taking place. Your enemy is trying to destroy you and your friends at the command of God, at the behest of God, they're trying to preserve you.
0: Thanks for joining Dr. Michael Yusuf, the founding pastor of the Church of the Apostles in Atlanta, for a brand new Leading the Way. We read about angels throughout the Bible, but their job description isn't limited to major biblical events. They're also key to your daily life. Today, Dr. Yusuf begins a series called Know Your Real Friends. Experience the role and impact of angels in everyday life. Listen with me as the teaching begins.
1: I think if you are listening carefully, and if you're observing our culture, you would realize it is trendy to believe in angels. It is very fashionable to have your own private angel. I even heard some Christians, some believers, to be saying that angels are the common denominator between the believers and the unbelievers, and they're rejoicing in that. Well... I'm not so sure, but I really agree with this. I personally believe, it's in my personal opinion, that when it comes to belief in angels, it seems to me that the enemies of the cross today live in perfect coexistence with the followers of the Lamb. And that's troublesome to me. It is easy to believe in angels and dismiss the Christ of God. There are many agnostics who believe in angels. There are some who worship angels. But I think that is why it is very important to know what the Scripture says about angels. Who they are, what is their task, and what is their future. Let me give you a warning first. I'm going to give you three brief things. They are not my three points of the sermon. <laughs> because in case you see me going to the third point, I said, aha, he's almost finished. I'm not. So I'm going to give you a warning. Just three things first, and then I'll get to my sermon. The first thing is this. Angels are very important in the Scripture. They are very important in the Bible. They are mentioned 108 times in the Old Testament and 165 times in the New Testament. Angels have played a very significant role in history. From the very first moment in the Garden of Eden where God placed them at the gate of the Garden to stop Adam and Eve from coming back all the way to the book of Revelation, Where the angels are going to be announcing, they will make the announcement and the trumpet will sound and the new Jerusalem will come. Very important. Secondly, Jesus himself, who have lived in heaven before the creation of the angels, told us more about angels than all the New Testament personalities. And Jesus always associated angels with his glory, with his service, with his ministry. But there's more to that. Jesus today uses angels to serve His purpose in the life of the believers. Not the non-believers. Now, I'm not saying God cannot do it, but the Bible said it is for the believers. That God uses them to serve His purpose in the believers. You notice what I'm emphasizing here? I am emphasizing that they serve God's purpose, not your purpose and not my purpose. They serve God's purpose. Because there are so many people who would love to have bodyguards of angels. They love to have a butler, their own, do this and they'll do it. But angels are not our servants. They are God's servants. The Bible makes that very clear. They are to serve at God's command. They serve at God's behest, not ours. The third thing that you must remember is this, that there is a world of difference between the ministry of angels and the ministry of the Holy Spirit of God. Make that distinction very clear in your mind. The Holy Spirit revealed the truth of God's word to us. The Holy Spirit imparts God's truth to us. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus Christ to us. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. The Holy Spirit leads us into repentance. The Holy Spirit presides over the whole spiritual life of a believer. Angels, on the other hand, they are given charge over the physical matters. Over our physical life. It was an angel who ministered to Hagar when she was there alone with little Ishmael in the wilderness. It was an angel who pulled Lot and his family out of Sodom and the burning of Gomorrah. It was an angel who blocked Balaam's donkey. It were angels who were sent to Elisha to fight the Assyrians. Remember when his servant couldn't see them and he prayed for God to open his eyes and all of a sudden he saw myriads of angels fighting the Assyrians on their behalf. It was an angel who came down and zipped the mouths of the lions. When Daniel came down, he was able to take a nap on these very little things. And in the New Testament, we see that the Lord Jesus Christ, while he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit, taught by the Spirit, he was filled by the Spirit. But after the temptation, it was angels who came and ministered to his physical needs. There were angels who rolled away the stone. It was the Spirit of God that filled Peter and gave him the courage to be able to stand up from denying the Lord to the day of Pentecost when he preached the gospel and 3,000 people came to Christ right there and then. But it was an angel who came and pulled the iron gate of the prison and set Peter free. It was the Spirit of God that filled Paul when he was baptized in the house of Ananias. But it was an angel who came and ministered to him when he was shipwrecked on his way to Rome. Angels have a physical ministry, as ministers sent by God to minister to our physical needs. But the Holy Spirit of God presides over our spiritual life. Your enemy, the fallen angel, wants to destroy you, wants to destroy your family. They want to destroy your business. But your friends, the angels, at the command of God, are sent to preserve you. Your enemies want to lead you into a life of disobedience. They want to take you into places where you shouldn't go. But your friends, the angels, aid you into righteous living. Your enemy, the fallen angel, Lucifer, he wants to destroy everything that is holy. But your friends, the angels, want to bring you into the house of God to bless God. Your enemy wants you to worship him and not God. Because that's why he failed. That is why he rebelled. But your friends, the angels, they want to encourage you to worship the living God. Because that's whom they worship. Your enemy becomes angry and he laments and he becomes furious when some sinner saved. He's furious when a church of God preaching the gospel with all of its truth. But Jesus said that the angels, your friends in heaven, they are rejoicing when a sinner is saved. I am personally convinced that there is a thin veil between our material world, which we see and feel, and the spiritual world. And you know that death is that experience which pierces that veil and takes us to the other side. Because beyond that veil, which we cannot see with our physical eye, there is a constant war taking place. Your enemy is trying to destroy you and your friends at the command of God, at the behest of God, they're trying to preserve you. There is a war taking place for every second in your life and in my life. I really shudder to think how many thousands of times in a given day I'm not talking about your lifetime I'm talking about in a given day do the angels of God at the command of God come down from heaven to intervene on your behalf for your physical protection just think about it we often go along and and we don't think about this the crash is about to happen or this or that or the other thing well with this brief introduction let me preach Who are your friends, what is their relationship to us, and where do they live? Who are these friends that we have in the spiritual realm? The scripture is very clear. Angels were created by God prior to the creation of the material world. Certainly the angels were created well before man was created. You see, God has an order in his creation. First of all, he created the spiritual world including the angels and the spiritual beings with all their varieties. Then he created the material world. He created the material universe, the galaxies and the planets and, and all the stars. And among them, there's that little tiny ball we call planet Earth. And thirdly, he created man. And Man came third because he is partly material, made of that flesh, that one day will become dust. But partly spiritual, what makes me, me, will be with God forever. Only if you have surrendered your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Only if you have received what he's done on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. Partly material, partly spiritual. Psalm 148 tells us that God created angels. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 tells us that all the things in heaven, all the things in the universe were created For Jesus, by Jesus, and through Jesus. And that is why, please listen carefully, it is wrong to worship angels. It is wrong to venerate the saints. Why? Because when we look to angels or patron saints, we naturally take our eyes off Jesus. And that is the heart of idolatry. We do not worship angels. We do not pray to angels. We do not elevate angels to a divine position that only belongs to God alone. Why? Because they are created beings. God created them and they serve at God's command. The way God created angels, they are not trained nor do they respond to human requests. They are not trained to do that. They are not trained nor do they understand our pleas for help. You can scream to angels all you want. They're not listening to you. (laughs) They are not trained to respond to you. They are trained to respond to God alone. They are trained to be in subjection to God alone. They are trained only to hear the voice of God. They are trained only to hear the command of God. So it is not only idolatry to pray to angels. It won't do you any good. No matter how much you try. They can't hear you. God said in Job 38, 7, that the angels sang and they shouted for joy when God created the world. I can just imagine in my eyes of faith as God scattered the stars in the heaven and the angels shouted, wow, glory to God. I have no evidence of that, but I imagine them to be saying that. Here's God sprinkled the universe and the galaxies and the planets. The angels yelled and said, yeah, do it again. (laughs) Look at that. As God threw the sun in the bosom of the heaven, the angels shouted, that's our awesome God. And So they are conditioned to obey that awesome God who created them and whose creation they've witnessed and see being made right in front of their eyes. The second question is this. What is their relationship to humanity? <laughs> I know many people think that when they die, they become angels. Please take it from me. You're not going to be an angel. I know that's a disappointment to some of you. (laughs) You're not going to be an angel. It's like a friend of mine who always calls his wife an angel. And somebody asked him, why does he call her an angel all the time? He said, well, she's always up in the air hopping on something. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what Jesus said. Please listen carefully. Jesus said that in the resurrection day, we will assume some of the characteristics of angels... But not identical with angels. We will be equal with angels, but not the same as angels. Just as a husband and wife are equal in the sight of God, but they are created to fulfill different roles in life, so are we in relationship to angels. Like angels, we will not be married or given in marriage. Like angel in heaven, we will never die. Like angels, we will be in perfect obedience to God. Nothing is going to hinder that obedience. Like angels, we will be praising God day and night in heaven without ever getting tired. But that does not mean that we will become angels. The Bible does not say that. (laughs) Psalm 8.5 tells us that God made men little lower than angels. What does that mean? It means that in some aspects, for now at least... Angels possess some characteristics that are superior to ours, just for now. For example, they can float from one side of the universe to the other in a less than an inner second. We can't do that. We will do that one day, but we can't do that now. But in many ways, in some tokens, we have some privileges that the angels do not understand. Angels do not know what it is to be saved and delivered from sin and death. Because they were never lost. Angels cannot witness to the grace and the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ because they never needed salvation. Yet like us, they possess the power to choose. Then there's the third question. Where do the angels live? Now the science of astronomy, having barely scratched the surface regarding the vastness of God's creation. Barely scratched the surface. I am told that the moon, which is our closest neighbor, is 240,000 miles away from us. It's staggering to think of the other planets that are billions of miles away. I can't fathom that. A spaceship traveling at 18,000 miles per hour. That's a staggering speed. 18,000 miles per hour. Will take days to reach the moon. Then imagine how long it would take us to go even further to other planets. It is mind boggling for me to think that Venus is 159 million miles away from us, that Saturn is 790 million miles away, that Neptune is 3 billion miles away. It takes a jetliner traveling at 600 miles an hour. 16 million years to get to the North Star. Can you fathom this? But guess what? Whatever their angels may be at the command of God, they are down here helping you, helping me, helping you, helping you, helping you, protecting you at the command of God in less than an inner second. What an awesome God. I don't know anybody who wants to worship angels when you have the commanding general on your side. What do you go to the soldier when you can talk to the general? The angels have habitation somewhere in that vast and uncomprehensible galaxy. Somewhere in the heavenly sphere, beyond human comprehension. There are untold numbers of spiritual beings in the trillions and trillions and trillions. You can't even comprehend the numbers. Within that angelic realm... There is a hierarchy. The Bible said there are the seraphim, there's a cherubim, there's the thrones, dominions, powers, principalities, and above all, there is an archangel. Thrones imply that those who sit upon them have a higher rank. Dominion alludes to those who rule. Principalities have references to those who are governed. And powers point to those who exercise supremacy over us. I know there are some who put their faith in science and they think that... uh, Well, by space exploration, God is threatened. That by space exploration, God is taken by surprise. Whoops, look at these guys. What are they doing? (laughs) (laughs) That's why sometimes I really laugh when I see a teeny-weeny brain scientist standing there and saying, "Uh, I think, what does it matter what you think? (laughs) (laughs) Because in reality, the more we explore the more we realize that we haven't touched the hem of God's garment of creativity. <laughs> and I'm not against exploration. I think it's wonderful. Because the more we explore, the more we discover the vastness of the secret of the universe. And sometimes I think of, when they make these great discoveries, it's like a mathematician or a, or a physicist, a couple of PhDs in the subject, and he comes home to his four-year-old genius. And the boy says, Daddy, Daddy, guess what? Five plus five equal ten. And he's so thrilled about it. And the father looks at this gleeing eyes and, and he smiles and the fact that the little boy has graduated. He's now moved from one plus one equal two to five plus five equal ten. And the father knows that beyond that little fellow's abilities for now, there are riches, there are depths that the boy can never grasp for the moment. But one day, he'll be able to see it. One day, one day, when humanity with all of its display of abilities, with all of our science and knowledge, we haven't even touched the hymn of God's garment of creativity. And a Christian can smile, applaud and encourage humanity for continuing their exploration, their venture, knowing full well that our God is there. He's there. That God has populated the space with spiritual being long before he created the material world. That God has populated the space with thrones, authority, principalities, and powers. That God has populated the space with angels before he made man. And it's more than that. These angels, at God's command, respond. You know, as I thought of this, I thought I want to appeal to you. Take time out. If you're busy, put it down in your calendar. Write it down in your day timer. Take time out every single day. And focus on the spiritual reality. Everything in the world is pulling you to believe that all the reality is what you see on television. (laughs) But go beyond that. I want to implore you to take time out of playing on the shores of materialism. And think of the depth of God's ocean of creation. Take time out and get away from this physical existence and reflect upon the spiritual existence that is awaiting every one of us. Take time away from this passing and disappearing world and contemplate the day when you and I will pierce that veil into the spiritual world. Take time out of this temporal, this short lived existence and reflect upon the permanent, the enduring, the lasting existence. I want to tell you, take time out of your state planning. And I'm not discouraged with state planning. Do that. And send your treasures on forward because they're waiting for you when you get there. Jesus said, the thief can't steal, inflation can't affect it. Let's see what he meant by rust. Nothing can touch it. It's going to wait for you there when you get on the other side. Take time out of building a mansion here and think about the mansion. In the sky. Paul said that what you sin on is a foundation. Read First Timothy. It's a foundation that is you building up there for your future eternity. Take time out and say, what have I done? What have I done in this life? What have I done with my material possessions? What have I done with my time? What have I done for the next? The 60, 70, 80, sometimes less, sometimes more, They're going to come to an end. And it's not what you've done in those few years that counts, but what you have done in preparation for those years to come that count. Take time out. Think of the God, the vast God who has all these myriads of angels to serve and to witness and to minister to those who are in Christ Jesus.
0: Helping you understand the impact of angels in life, you're listening to Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. If you missed any part of today's message or want to connect further with Dr. Youssef and Leading the Way, please visit ltw.org. Another way to connect and learn about Leading the Way is to subscribe to Dr. Youssef's monthly magazine, My Journal. It contains additional content designed to complement the messages you hear on the air. Plus, the team at Leading the Way take opportunities to share amazing stories of lives changed by the power of the gospel. These stories are perfect for reading around the dinner table or with small groups to encourage discussion and prayer. It's easy to get your copy of My Journal each month. Simply visit this unique page within Leading the Way's website, ltw.org slash myjournal. All one word, no spaces or dashes. In addition to signing up for your free trial subscription, you'll also read some of the recent content. Do it today. ltw.org slash journal. And of course, if you'd rather talk with someone about getting this sent your way, a ministry representative can always help you when you call 1-300-133-589. one 133 589
1: Angels ride on spiritual horses. They guard gates... They get into bodily combat and wage war. Then they execute judgment and administer verdicts. They minister to the believers who serve the Lord. They rule nations. They protect the faithfuls in their temptation hour. They sing praises and adoration to our God. They strengthen the believers in their time of trial.
0: Well, that was just a preview of what Dr. Yusuf will be teaching next time on Leading the Way make plans to join him for this powerful message when he digs deeper into this teaching and if you enjoy listening to Dr. Yusuf on the radio you may want to consider joining him most Sundays for leading the way live at Apostles at 10:30 a.m. Eastern time visit ltw.org for a link to join with Dr. Yusuf live as he teaches from his home church in Atlanta ltw.org well, our time is gone, but please make plans to join Dr. Yusuf again next time for more Leading the Way. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.